0: Hey everyone, welcome or welcome back to Brain Break. I'm your host, Victoria Evans. Sit back, take a break from your responsibilities and let's talk about it. In today's episode, we are gonna be talking about everyone's favorite pastime, school. I'm kidding, but I do know what you're thinking. Okay, Victoria, that's great, but what about school? Since I am the best host ever, I'll tell you. We're gonna talk about inclusivity and accessibility in our schools. As a high school student, my main focus will be on secondary education, but these issues are not exclusive to high school. I promise you they're very much present in both elementary and post-secondary levels. I'm sure you know, but a lot of topics fall under the massive umbrella that is inclusivity and accessibility. To name a few, Accommodations for students with disabilities, both physical and intellectual. Barriers BIPOC people experience, inclusivity of minorities such as the 2 LGBTQ members. These are all huge talking points within the umbrella, but are obviously not limited to that list. On that note, as a student with a learning disability and a friend of a student with a physical disability, I'd like to focus on the experience and challenges of students with disabilities. To all my listeners who have experience with disabilities, I hope this resonates. If not, I hope this gives you some insight, and I encourage you to further educate yourself on the topic. Okay, I think that's enough lead-up. Let's just get right into it. First off, I'd like to address the common misconception that learning disabilities equals low intelligence. It is actually often quite the opposite. I'm not sure if you know him, but... Albert Einstein had learning disabilities, and as we know, he is notorious for his insanely high IQ. A term that describes this phenomenon is twice exceptional, or TUI for short. TUI is used to describe gifted children who have the characteristics of gifted students with the potential for high achievement and give evidence of one or more disabilities. Using myself as an example, I have ADHD, a diagnosed learning disability, But at the same time I tested in the 98th percentile and I'm going to a top university for nursing. Humble brag, I know. But my point is, LDs do not affect intelligence. It just means that the individual learns and processes information in a unique way. On top of various misconceptions, students with LDs often struggle with their sense of self as they don't often fit the neurotypical standards and feel like they have to mask their symptoms. Feeling inadequate or like your brain doesn't work the way the school system wants you to is the reason we see so many LD comorbidities, which means on top of the LDs, students will often suffer from disorders such as anxiety, depression, and low self-esteem. To give some perspective and to give you all a break from my voice, I interviewed Halton student Ruby Mazzotti about her experience as a 2E LD student. Uh, Just a little bit of a disclaimer, this is a phone call thanks COVID. So the audio might not be as great, but do your best to listen. And here it is. Okay, Ruby, so what did you find to be your biggest struggle as an LD student pre-diagnosis?
1: I think as a student who's been identified gifted since I was about eight, but didn't get my diagnoses of LDs and ADHD until high school, the hardest part for me was both myself and, you know, my teachers, parents, classmates, everyone expecting me to not only perform as well as everyone else, but better, though I was really struggling with my LDs. But no one noticed because I, you know, mostly did end up performing how they expected, but no one knew what was going on behind that or what I could have been doing if my disabilities were recognized and I was accommodated appropriately
0: okay awesome and then the second thing that I just wanted to ask is how did not being recognized and accommodated affect aspects other than school such as your mental health
1: yeah I think it definitely does impact your mental health, just because at the end of the day, you've got a bunch of unrealistic expectations and a deficit of these accommodations that you should have. And it makes you really present school, your teachers, your classmates, everyone. Um, and particularly with my ADHD, it made me really resent myself and be really frustrated with myself because I didn't know what was going on, you know, within myself. And I just knew I was supposed to be smart, yet I feel like there were certain things that killed me to do, but were so easy for others. Like, you know, double check my work or raised my hand before speaking things that seem like really small and insignificant but they were like huge and they literally killed me inside it was so hard
0: yeah absolutely okay thank you ruby
1: no problem
0: ruby's sentiments are her own but are very common among students with lds this just reminds us how important recognizing and accommodating disabilities is as well as the fact that not every disability is visible Building on that, I think now seems like the perfect time to talk about physical disabilities. Physical disabilities are what most people think of when they first hear the word disability. But like intellectual disabilities, they often come with stigma, barriers, and are not always visible. If you're not seeing what this has to do with schools, ask yourself, how often is the elevator at school actually working? Would you be able to get through the crowded halls with a wheelchair or crutches easily? Are there ramps at all entrances? Do desks leave enough room for for a wheelchair? The general population would not even pay a second thought to all these things, me included. But for someone with a disability, it is their entire existence and something that they have to think about every single day. Unfortunately, schools rarely have the funding to keep all aspects of the building accessible to all. And even worse, some schools make it rather difficult for students to obtain the accommodations they require. Adeline, a student at Holy Trinity in Oakville, reached out to Brain Break to share her experience with administration and accommodations.
2: Hi Adeline,
0: uh, welcome to Brain Break. Thank you so much for talking to us. Uh, the first thing that I just wanted to know was if you could give us a little bit of insight regarding your situation.
2: Um, I yeah. am with the Halting Catholic Justice School Board. I'm in grade 11 and I have a psychiatric and medical alert service dog. His name is Winnie. I need him for multiple different disabilities, and uh, especially in school, as to my symptoms increase while I'm there.
0: Okay, cool. Um, And so what has the process been like trying to get approval to bring Winnie to school with you?
2: It's been very extensive um, and invalidating, um, as they do not believe I need him. Um, I have used all the resources I can provided by the school and my doctors and none of them have gotten us the results that we would like to see. Um, that's why I got Winnie and have started training him extensively. Um, so he is up to standards. Um, the administration and school board are not in support of me having Winnie, and they're not very interested in what he does for me, and are more interested in what he will do to other students as in cause them anxiety or um, be a distraction before that is even a problem. All right,
0: thank you so much, Adeline. I love talking to Adeline and hearing about her service dog, Winnie, who is the cutest, by the way. And it has once again solidified the fact that each disability is unique and schools need to do a better job at accommodating them. All right, folks, it looks like that's it for today's episode. If you learned anything from this, it should be that our differences are to be respected and celebrated, not stigmatized and ignored. On that note, thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next week on Brain Break. Bye!